Okay, looks like we're recording. This is the Elder Storm Podcast episode two. Um, we uh, we've had a little break. We've had the New Year since we've met, and it's been a little bit. But we've got Brother Chris Story with us today. So how you doing, Chris? Hey, doing well. Yeah, glad to be on. Good. Um, uh, Chris and I are related. We're cousins. I, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times. Maybe some of you heard it, maybe you haven't, but Chris and I are cousins. So Chris and how are we cousins? How does that work? So my mom and your dad are siblings. Mm-hmm. And your dad is the is the youngest. No, Scott's the youngest. Uncle Scott. No, my dad's the youngest. Oh, he is the youngest. Yeah. And my mom is the third from the oldest. Anyway, six kids, right? So yeah, I think your mom's anyway. like. 13 years or something older than my dad. Yeah, it's a good good difference there, but yeah, but we're yeah. Uh, we're cousins. Happy yeah, cousin. So yeah. Chris's mom is Trisha, and she has got a beautiful voice. And my dad also sings. My dad's in the tap choir. So there's oh, a yeah. claims to fame. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. My mom's in the stake actually too. So. Oh yeah, she's in the well. I don't know what war she's in now because things just got mixed up. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. That's right. There's kind of a shout out here to new members of our quorum. Yeah. Hello, welcome. Uh, we're happy to integrate everyone in, but totally. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. The good. That's a good point, Chris. We had the whole um, shakeup of the stake today, and new members of the quorum and and for those who stayed in the ward your ward's new it's it, it, your ward's not what it used to be it's it's, a, right. it's a change for everyone not if, regardless if you got moved or not so right. well, good chris um tell us you know do a little introduction and we've talked a little bit about us but tell us you know if you have anything more to introduce and then yeah. story get to know you yeah, it's kind of interesting. So I, um, I grew up in the stake, actually, uh, not in this ward, but a little, a little ways away, like actually a block away, not even far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kiwanis Park, Wasatch, Fun Times, Provo High, went to BYU, um, which I know a lot of people are go to Timview from this area. So. Well, no yeah, and also feelings. Provo yeah. High for you is now BYU, right? Because BYU bought over Provo High. So the people, right. I, I don't know if the boundaries changed for Provo High students because the campus is now different. Yeah, parts. yeah, yeah, it's true. And the campus is down by the lake. The campus, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I never, I don't think I called it campus when I got grown up, but high school, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I'm going to go with that. That's right. And it's kind of funny because I, so then I did go to BYU and it was, uh, closer than my high school to my house. And I, I remember telling people on my mission that, and, or just people at, at BYU, that was kind of funny to hear. Yeah. So I'm just like Provo through and through a little bit. Um, growing up, I honestly, I, when I was at Provo high, I thought like, we own this town, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, there's Tim few too. You know, you got to watch out for them, but, um, BYU students, whatever. I don't know. I, they're, there's somewhere, there's somewhere out there. And then I realized there's so many BYU students everywhere. And where are the high school students? You know, anyway, that was just yeah. like a funny thing growing up. Well, and, and Chris, just really quick, so people can get to know you more. I know this, but what, yeah. what did you do in high school? Your thing? 
Oh, I, you know, I did, I loved tennis, uh, but, and I did a little track and field. I did a little uh, pole vaulting. You may not know that. It wasn't a I huge huh. thing. Yeah. But um, just kind of randomly joined the team, like right before some competition. Hey, you're going to join. Okay. Um, but I, but saxophone is the big thing. So band, saxophone, jazz, classical. And that's how I got into BYU. Actually, that helped me get into BYU. Huh as a music major, but yeah, that was a big piece growing up and doing that. Um, cool. And then you played the tenor, right? Um, yeah, I played all of the, all of them. I tenor was a little bit more of my main instrument for jazz alto for classical, but yeah, I, if I had a soprano, I would love that. I would play that all the time, but that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know if you knew this, but I also played alto. Oh so. yeah. Oh but, yeah, your brother played trumpet. That's right. Which he played alto. My my oldest brother played alto. My other brother played the trumpet. Oh, played okay. Clarinet. Yeah. Shout out to all the music people out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this reaches you and you're like, hmm, I I need to talk to these people. So <laughs> even if it was you know for me it was junior high, but for Chris it got him all the way to BYU. So yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah. So I, I could say more just I yeah, I was a missionary in Russia. A big part of my life was afterward uh teaching Russian at the MTC and then working on materials and then hiring teachers at the MTC. So I got to work there for a number of years. Uh got full time there for a while, really loved it. Um and then I met my wife there, Melanie, after uh, we both had graduated actually from BYU, but we worked on some materials. She worked on French stuff and I worked on Russian. So that's how we got to know each other. And then at this point we have three boys, ages five, three, and one. Wow. It, yeah. So it can be tiring, but it's, it's fun. So uh, that's, that's a little bit about me. A little introduction. Awesome. Great. Thank, thanks, Chris. Um, yeah. So just a little recap for everybody. The purpose of this podcast is just to listen to fellow core members, get to know each other more. Um, COVID has restricted with how we spend time together. So that's what we're trying to do. Uh, it's not perfect yet. It's still going. This is, this is, you know, Chris is in the other presidency, but next week we'll have somebody different. It'll be great. So Chris, yeah. uh, following the prompts, tell us, I, I said a fun story, get to know me and you, you, you were thinking about doing a favorite, talking about your favorite book and why. Tell us about that. Yeah, so just, yeah, to get to know me one one way, yeah, a book that I love. Uh, now, I thought of a book, and I think part of it has to do with my attraction to books and writing early on. I think it was fifth grade. I started writing poetry. <laughs> I had a couple of different things growing up. Yeah, I'd write poetry, and I wore, um, I really got into, like, farmer's suspenders, like, the real deal suspenders, you know, and okay. but I also liked basketball. I wanted to be in the NBA. Um, anyway, I just think that's kind of funny, but I did some different things, but, um, but yeah, I liked, uh, I started writing poetry. I got it. I just kind of was sensitive to words and how they're used. I think I still am. And so a favorite book at this point for me is Tolstoy. I just love Tolstoy. I mean, okay. I made it in Russian. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I did study music and then I changed my major to Russian Part of it was, I mean, the light language I love, but also the literature. There's a lot of depth to those books and 
I think I'm kind of a deep thinker as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, Anna Karenina. So Tolstoy's Anna Karenina is really great. Um, I've even heard, you know, for a, like a list of, if you want to find, if you're trying to become a good writer in English, what are some good writers you can read and kind of absorb from? And even Tolstoy is on there, even if it's translated over. So, I mean, he just is very good quality writing. Uh, that's one part of it, I, why I love it. But also it's about, it's just about real things, about marriage, family, relationships. And there's, there's like a, there's a track of a kind of a negative relationship and how that pans out. And then parallel to that, there's a positive relationship. And, yeah. and, and, and I think I, I thought about that because, I mean, I think relationships are some of the harder things about this life, right? Learning how to relate to people, get along, love them, people different from us in our house, people close to us. And, but, but, but on top of that, um, I, I, you know, our family, there was divorce growing up and some hard things and some contentious things. And that affected me, I've realized. And so I think I've been on a quest for a long time of what does a happy family look like? How do you create that? And what do those relationships look like? And how do you, you know, how do you do that? And, and so Tolstoy's Anna Karenina just has, it's just about families and how they're happy and how does that work? So anyway, that's, that's a little bit about me and why I love that. So that's good. I like it. Yeah. I haven't read Anna Karenina, but uh, my wife is also a Russian major also mechanical engineering major double um, has read it and she's, she's talking to me about it. And it Russian literature as, in a whole, is, it appears to have a lot of just normal rough reality to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that can bring a lot of depth. That's, I'm, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. I'm glad that. So you read that before you read that like when you were a kid? No, no, no. I, no, I read that in, when my, when I was doing, when I was in the major at school and I was required to read it, but I also read it afterward just to slow, go more slowly, right. And absorb a little more of it. Um, I, and I could probably read it again and get new things, right. Cause our life changes. And, oh but God. to your point about Russian, yeah, rough reality, that's a great way to put it. Um, I've heard the term ascent through descent, <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of hard. It takes you through the hard things of life in a way, but it's almost like cleansing. Like you come out more clear on what, you know, what is true. Yeah. What's not. And anyway, so yeah, cool. So, yeah, it's a little bit there. Well, um, I'll just share a little bit about some of my favorite literature just because we have some time, but um, I think one of my favorite books, and I think it's, it's along those lines of rough reality. It's, you know, there may be other people in the ward in the quorum who, totally disagree and that's that's good but i i like hemingway um not for his sexism um but um i like how he kind of paints a, a realistic picture and how sometimes we really have to do things that are just hard and i really liked um for whom the bell tolls because it's kind of along that same line of just some some realities are harder than we expect them to and sometimes we have to do things that we don't really want to and we do them because we get you know we have a a goal in mind and we we know that we 
have a greater purpose. Hmm. And, you know, for those who know, don't know a little bit about that book, that book's about the Spanish revolution. Um, and it's about a guy who's got to blow up a bridge and he, you never know if he dies or not when he does, when he finally does his duty. Um, and it's more of his duty to himself because he knows it's the right thing to do. Um, but it's, it's an interesting book. So I thought I'd just add to that. That way it's not a, you know, not all about Chris, you know, that I, I try to share as well on these podcasts. So sure. Cool. Um, Chris, for our spiritual topic, you, you wanted to go over a couple of things. You want to go over two questions or topics, something you've been working on spiritually or, or challenge-based and part of your testimony growth. So, yeah, I know, I know part of the goal of these podcasts, you know, some podcasts are about just ideas. Mm-hmm. I guess most of them are, but these are about people and kind of just getting to know each other and relating in a deeper way than we might, even if we were not in the COVID time. Right. So I don't know. So I've thought about just something I've realized, I think only in the last few months about myself is that I've been blessed with the gift to believe. I think I just am able to believe the truth when I, when I encounter it, uh, spiritual truths, you know, truths from the prophets. And it's actually, I think that's been a challenge because I've realized sometimes I have a hard time relating to people who struggle to believe, you know, and, and, um, and I think it's kind of like, you know, you analyze a lot of different paths or, you know, alternatives to what's true in a certain situation. And you find, so I think for me, it's like, I, when I've evaluated and I find it, I throw away all the others, like, okay, that's wasted memory space, you know, or whatever. So, and so it just seems so clear. And so I think I sometimes have been impatient or I just like, I just feel like there it is. You can see it. There's no need to, to wonder or, or sometimes if there's like direct opposition to it, like, I totally think that's wrong. I just struggle with that. And, and I've realized I've, yeah, it's been, it's been hard. I want to give, I haven't been able to always give people the space they need to just grow. I don't know if you can, if you know what I mean, but just to be be on their own journey, to love them, to see the long road, you know? And so that is a challenge. That's something I've struggled with and I'm working on. So yeah. Can I, can I share something with that? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I totally get that. And I think, I think anyone who's been a missionary who knew something was true and was like, Hey, why don't you get this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can relate in, in part to that because I think we all have our convictions and we're like, why does someone, why don't they, why don't they grasp it? Like the way I do, you know, why, yeah. why don't they understand this concept? And I, I, I'm glad that, you know, that you recognize that. And I think we all need to recognize that. Um, where is this part? Let's see. Let's see. So Chris, when you were talking about that, this is, this is not to, this is the point of this, me sharing this is just talking about how 
we need help <laughs> in those moments when we need when we when we need to be patient with others and help them understand. And I, I think of this as like the part in Doctrine and Covenants 121 where it talks about no power or influence can be maintained by virtue of the priesthood, but only by persuasion, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, and love and faint, kindness, knowledge, pure knowledge, which shall greatly enlarge the soul without hypocrisy and without guile. And I think that's it's hard because we know things and we would just expect people to learn them. But I think learning is one of the most like teaching and expect helping people learn and learning how people learn is one of those experiences that is a very patient requiring experience. And, and I'll be honest, one of my, one of my weaknesses, character flaws is patience. I, I struggle when I'm like, okay, why isn't this moving along faster? Why is this not making sense for other people or for myself? Or, you know, why is, why can't it just happen now? And, and I think this kind of goes along with that where it's like, you got to long suffering, long suffering, you know, it's not just by the virtue of the knowledge, it's not by virtue of the priest, it's not by virtue of the spirit, it's by, it's by relationships, it's by kindness, it's by truly getting outside of yourself and helping yourself learn what's happening inside of them. Yeah. I don't know if that relates really well, but I was just, Oh yeah. I, I, I like the, I mean, honestly, I think I'm blessed with a dad who is a good example of this. Like see the long, see the long vision, keep that in mind. Just let people be people. I know he's done that for me. It's awesome. And, but um, what you, yeah. Pure knowledge, which shall greatly enlarge the soul, right. Is what you read that's awesome. I mean, I, I, and this is what I was, I was thinking is I think when I'm able to overcome some of that and be more humble and meek is when I actually see myself for who I actually am. Like I, I see that actually I have some big mistakes and flaws and let's just work on those. Don't worry about anyone else, you know? And so it's almost, you know, it's, we call it self-deception. You know, sometimes we can get self-deceived into believing like we're doing okay. And, and actually <laughs> problems, all of us have problems, but so pure knowledge to me is like, you have a clear vision of the whole thing. And when you have that, and when you just accept that, Oh, I need, I'm, I, I'm saying when you, but when I, right. When I, when I, when I have that and accept that and then can repent and be okay in my own sphere with the savior and God, I, I think that's when I'm able to love better. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm working on this. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but we got to see, we, I just think like seeing things as they really are, which is, you know, the, what we uh, learn is what the spirit does. It helps us see things as they really are such a blessing. And that means about ourselves, you know? And, and I don't know if the spirit gives us like a ton so that we're overwhelmed. <laughs> like there's wisdom in what God reveals to us about how we need to change in this given moment or this season of life. Anyway. So I, I don't know. I just, I want to, I want to have more love. So that's what I thought I'd share. <laughs> totally. totally. And I love it. that you're willing to share that. I think, I think we, 
all of us can can do better there. <laughs> we all can do better in all the things. But I think I think you're right. I think just coming to understand bit by bit what is needed to improve in the moment is kind of how Heavenly Father's work. He, he doesn't throw it all on us at once. That could feel overwhelming. No. Yeah, and do you feel like I I think there's a there's somewhat of a balance. You know, when President Nelson and others they talk about daily repentance. I mean, I believe it. I'm like, okay, I got to, that's serious. I got to take it um, and think about it. And sometimes I don't know if you struggle with this, but I've, I've struggled to daily repentance. There's a balance between like just making it a bit commonplace or routine and really coming to know what God would have us do, you know? Yeah. And, and what we're talking, you know, seeing things as they really are and having space for like real repentance, which starts with, to me, that starts with seeing things as they are so that you can change, you know? So anyway, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. I think one thing I, one thing I do and have done in the past and to try to just mitigate that stress that can be like, oh, am I kneeling down and praying and going through like, have I repented of this and this and this? And have I made restitution? And like taking out all the nitty gritty order of it all and just being able to be like, you know, do I have a relationship with Christ? Is my relationship with Christ getting better? And I kind of, I kind of broaden the road of repentance in the sense that I don't make it as narrow and orderly as, as it has traditionally been taught. And I kind of make it more about how am I doing relationship wise with yeah. my father? And I think that is kind of what's helped me, Chris. I don't think it's necessarily a balanced thing. I think it's a, a broadening the way you get to Christ. Mm-hmm. Is it is it just about kneeling down and saying, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry that I messed up? Or is it more about like, Heavenly Father, I messed up today. Long run, we're going to be okay. I'm still feeling close with you. What do you think I should do here? And I'm doing this. Can I change it any better? I think it's a, I think it's about that relationship. Because yeah, I think President Nelson has a great relationship with Christ. And I don't imagine that he's kneeling down every night and saying, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for this. How can I make up for it? I think he's thinking, I think he's thinking less about his personal need to repent and more about doing the Lord's will. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, totally. Yeah, there's I like thinking of maybe the word conversation. It's an ongoing conversation. Right, mm-hmm. it's a relationship. That's what the definition is. So, yeah, it's not checking a box, right? I mean, I, it's cool because I, I love talking about this because this is like the core of the gospel. Like, how are we doing? Are we actually like in it? You know, living it, um, trying to figure it out, learn, learn more. Um, well, and and here's a thought, Chris, and this may go out to multiple members of the quorum. Is just that. Some of us have the gift of faith, you know, some of us are pretty good at believing. And and what that can do for us is that can lock us down into small, narrow ways of the next principle of the gospel of repentance or small, narrow ways of how we live, live the, um, uh, you know, keep our covenants and et cetera, et cetera. And when some of us may have, may not have the gift of faith, and we just believe as we, you know, do our best to believe. And we, 
we may have the gift of repentance. And so we repent in ways and come to the Lord in ways that we truly do feel close to him. Yes. Some of us may have a gift of understanding our covenants in very unique ways and, and keeping them in appropriate and great ways that are less traditional. You know, I think, I think there's gifts along with all those principles. And I think understanding, Hey, I'm really strong here, but maybe I'm not doing so great in this area. Like you said, you have the gift of faith, but you struggle a little bit with understanding that daily repentance. I think some of us, I think all of us deal with that. I think we can, each of us find room in our relationship with heavenly father and Jesus Christ to understand how we can better approach those weaker parts and, and, and make them a little bit more a two way believe, you know, maybe, maybe believe that, that we are doing a good job. Maybe believe that we are repenting appropriately, not just believing Christ, but believe in yourself and your believe in your relationship with Christ. I think those are two entirely different things. So I don't yeah, know, maybe I'm going a little too crazy, a little too off the edge, but. <laughs> Not a good thoughts. Thanks. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think, I think overall though, Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful you shared that because I think we all have gifts. I think we all have, you know, spiritual gifts and the point of a spiritual gift is do good with our gift, draw close to the heavenly father with our gift. And I think that's about it, you know? So if we use our gifts appropriately, yeah, we can achieve those, those higher means, those higher goals. And if you're, if you're getting closer to heavenly father, great. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's something I'm working on and it's, uh, out there. Uh, little vulnerability there, but, um, thanks for sharing for being willing to do that. So I think the other part we were going to talk about growth of testimony. Yeah. You wanted to talk about part of your testimony, part of your, I know that's part of what we're thought we're thinking about in this whole podcast, you know, like, how do people come to know different things? You know, what's your story? There's multiple stories, right? And there's, it's not just one time, but yeah. I, so yeah, what I thought I'd share is, like I said, I, I like band and, you know, in, in high school. And, but there was a time where I was, it was pretty dark and I was pretty depressed. I kind of kept to myself in some ways. I would go, I would go into the band room one of the practice rooms and like listen to Radiohead and in the dark and skip class. And <laughs> um, I, it really was kind of a dark time, but I remember, and I, I kind of didn't want to go to church, whatever, you know, and um, a seminary teacher challenged us, invited us in the class to read the book of Mormon, at least a verse a day. So it's just consistency was the goal. And I took the challenge for whatever reason. I'm, I'm so grateful I did because that really turned things around for me. And I just, it took time, of course. Um, but I think one of the first evidences of testimony for me was through that process, um, 
like, you know, maybe a few months later, I don't know how much time had passed, but I, I kind of noticed my friends were different. I, I kind of chose to be around some different kinds of people. And I wanted to go to church. I was happier in my life. There was more light. I don't think I would have put it that way back then, but there was just more light. Um, and uh, that, that was an evidence, you know, I think of, you know, now I think of the words in the title page or the introduction of Book Mormon that um, you'll get near to God by abiding by his precepts and perhaps first exposing yourself to those precepts and inviting the spirit in. And um, I just saw that it made my life better. And there was fruits of reading the Book of Mormon that were evident. So anyway, that's, that's some of my kind of first experiences um, gaining a testimony for myself. And anyway, I'm so grateful for seminary teachers, people who invite us to do that. And um and for me, I, even since then, the word of God has been a big part of my spiritual growth, just sticking with it and trying again, if I need to, you know, get back onto a better you know, consistency or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, the word of God. And I believe too that, I mean, I thought of some other experiences that I've had, but, um, yeah, um, I do believe we can pray for testimonies like of specific things, you know, pray for testimony of tithing, pray for testimony of the sacrament or something, you know, and, and I've, I was able to pray later for a testimony of the book of Mormon again, and I had some good experiences later on, but um, that was, that was really neat. So grateful to have that testimony come in my life. Yeah. That's awesome. One thing that, um, I love about the Book of Mormon is it does bring that light. There's a, there's a difference for people when they do. And there's a difference in my life when I'm like, okay, I'm going to step up my game and actually study. I'm going to approach this a little bit more diligently. Consistency. I think that's good. Um, and, and thanks for being willing to share some of your testimony. One, one thing I've always thought about testimonies, I always, I've always thought it was like a barrier testimony. It was like, going up in front of the ward and like unrolling your, your, your big, like, like as if you're like a hunter and you're like, this is, this is my, the skin of my kill. Like, this is what I've achieved. And I've always thought it's interesting, but um, it's, it's probably not that way. I think it's more about, this is what I know. And I think that's really what it comes down to is, is testimony is just about, you know, something is true. And yeah. I, th I, I agree with you that, you know, Book Warren brings light in your life and you can know little things, you know, you can gain testimony about tithing. Yeah. Yeah. I, a, a phrase that's, I mean, that what you were presenting or what you were talking about, like unrolling your guys. Okay. I'm ready to show you what I know, or like it's in front of everyone. And um, I, I've thought about this phrase for so long. It's such a, it's a deep phrase or elder Scott said, a testimony is not emotion. It's the very essence of character. Like, whoa, what does that mean? You know, what's, there's a lot to that, I think. And that's a little different than just what you described of jumping up there. And although it's that too, right? It's, we bear testimony. Often it's found in the bearing of it, but um, it's the essence of character. Hmm. You know, it kind of, it kind of speaks to the 
the tie between testimony and conversion that they're they're related and tied together and anyway we could awesome. i love it i love the i love the gospel topics and talking about testimony is your your spiritual secret weapon i feel like that's you know that's something you can always rely on yeah yeah and i i i you know just to close up really quick and talk about this really quick because i just i haven't borrowed my test in a long time <laughs> I, I bore my testimony probably a couple months ago in the ward, but before, like, since COVID happened, it's not been a lot. Mm. And I think, I think we can gain testimonies of testimonies. I believe that. And, yeah, yeah. and even if we don't feel like our testimony is strong, we can still have a testimony of our testimony. We, you know, even when you feel like your testimony is not great or you're, you're struggling spiritually, you still have the knowledge that your testimony is important and that it will help you. I feel like when you ask people about it and they don't feel like they're strong on it, they're ashamed when they don't need to be because they know it's important enough that they need to have it. So. Yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah. I, isn't there a, I think Elder Bednar talked about like, sometimes we only talk about some, certain things publicly you know, like I want my wife to know I love her on a yeah. testimony meeting or yeah. I bear my testimony. He's like, Oh, we could do that at home. Like, do we bear testimony at home? Even if we don't have children, I don't know how, exactly how that would, I think actually I've, I've done some of that, but I think you got to work it in the right way. But um, one thing, one yeah. thing we've been doing um, after we do sacrament at home, we just, we just talk about what we're grateful for. And that typically turns into a testimony related conversation. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you can look back at the week and be like, I'm really grateful this happened, or I'm really grateful that we were able to do this or, you know, and I think that's a, it's a comfortable time where everyone's still reverent after the sacrament and it's be like, Hey, you know what? I'm really grateful for the, this, this week. And, and that kind of gets that family conversation going as opposed to like, Hey, I'd like to have a testimony meeting with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah like yeah good thoughts well awesome thanks, hey. thanks for the questions roger and that was great good great talk. thank you chris um i know we took more time tonight and for those listening it was a longer podcast but um we're grateful you listened and you know we're gonna keep doing this and you know the point of this is to keep bring us together so hope you all have a good night yes Take care, everyone. Hey, take care.